What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 392 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Hot Tags of the Week, where we will be breaking down the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days. And who is we? Well, I am your host as always, Tony Mango, and joining me as always is Robert DeFelice. Hot tags indeed, because baby, am I burned out. And I'm heated up, and my back hurts, and many other things. <laughs> And I'm talking very fast. I just realized that. I went through this whole thing in like eight seconds or whatever. Yeah, well, that, that's good shit, Tony. Yeah, that's so me. <laughs> so you. She just do speed talking throughout the whole thing. So we're talking about creation and destruction, Triple H's Road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're talking lots of things here, and before we get into some of the other hot tags, I want to mention something that I actually did a video about, which is that we are kind of officially starting the 2019 Sexiest WWE Superstars Tournament. It's not like the official official start. I don't know how you would qualify what thing is the, uh, I'm using that word qualify quite a bit here, by the way, uh, what's the official start or what isn't, but we are in the qualifying round, part one, and what that means is we're going to be having bunch of people that didn't make it into the tournament last year and some new people that weren't a part of the roster and they are all fighting for spots to make it the top 64 potential options and what you guys are going to do is you're going to vote for who you think should be in that possible 64 next week we are going to break down what we're going to do with those 64 and try to narrow them into a 32 and then those 32 will be seeded based off of that we'll form the bracket and then we'll go into round one so it sounds very complicated, and believe me, I have like a 10-minute video that explains some of the stuff, and it still sounds pretty complicated, but by all means, it isn't. If you go over to that page on smartcountmoment.com right now, and you can see that on like the sidebar and everything, you will very quickly realize it's just essentially, hey, who shouldn't be eliminated right now? Vote up to, I think it's like 33 women and up to 36 men, and... This time around, we finally got the option for you guys to vote for, if you want to, Mara Ronaldo or Byron Saxton, or Paul Heyman, or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, if you want to vote for Vince McMahon to be in the Sexiest Superstars tournament this year, you can vote for Vince McMahon. We've taken them out of the mix before, but I figured, screw it, we got 196 people, let's just put everybody out there. Uh, except for the people that really... Disclosure, I totally voted for Vince McMahon. You did? <laughs> Totally right. I, uh, since we're not doing a podcast about this one, uh, I figured I would just kind of chime in about it a little bit and give you a little bit of my perspective on some things. There are certain people that I 100% voted for that I was like, if practically everybody doesn't vote for them, I don't know what's going on here. Like Deanna Perrazzo, Casey Canzaro, Tegan Knox, uh, Tony Storm. Yep. And I can't say her name yet, but the one that starts with uh, Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-L-I, the one from WWE Aura, she is 100% getting a vote for me. And then I was talking to Caroline about this earlier. She was saying about how it's funny that, like, there's so much more of a passion when it comes to the men's side. And I'm like, hey, if people don't vote for Ali and Matt Riddle and what, and I'm like, <laughs> if Xavier Woods does not become one of these top votes, I don't know what's going on here. Matt Riddle... Could take the whole thing this year. Some might argue that he should. However, Drew McIntyre lives and breathes, and that's not happening. (laughs) Okay, for me, perspective on my end, 
I know I'm the only one that voted for her, but you guys should vote for Isla Dawn. She's hot, and you need to vote her in so she can advance in this tournament, and we can get some really good food puns, I'm sure, from Caroline about how pale white Isla Dawn is. <laughs> uh, uh, Isla Dawn did not get one of my votes. I tried to keep myself to not vote for 30-something, and she didn't make the cut. Bianca Belair needs to win this tournament. All right? Listen, Peter and Frankie and whoever else is listening. <laughs> Bianca Belair needs to at least make the semifinals. The The woman is so hot. Vote uh, her in, damn it. She is currently... Where is she at on here? She has 30.8% of the votes to potentially move on, which... I mean, that's better than a lot of other people. Like, I mean, Karen Q at the moment only has one vote and uh, Bianca has 16. But just for people's perspective, which is wanting to know, the three people that are far and above the the most votes right now for the women's side are Deanna Perrazzo, Casey Canzaro, and Tony Storm, which I'm not too shocked about that. But I recommend you everybody to, to Google some fair. of these people that they're not too familiar with because I have pictures up this time around. And believe me, it seems like it's just like, oh, great. Tony put up pictures. It took me fucking hours to do this kind of stuff. Uh, take a, a look for people like Yamena Sanchez or um, the one with the Q. Natalie Mamo or, yeah, the, the Q one, the, the QT. Uh, she and the other people that people aren't too familiar with. I mean, this is a tournament based off of looks. So if you don't know what they look like, you know, if you have no idea who uh, Chelsea Green is off the top of your head, you know, Google her real quick and you'd be like, oh, that one. Like, I know Laurel Van S. Or if you don't know who Alicia Taylor is, you know, plenty of other people like that. Did I vote for her? I might have voted for her. I think she's kind of cute. Yeah, she is pretty. I mean, this is a wrestling business that has lots and lots of attractive people in it, so that's why we have so many damn people. Yeah, that's it. why this is fun. Yeah, so ignore the fact that we're horrible people when it comes to that, but vote while you can. And... Oh, and I'm going to do the next plug a little bit for you here. If you have spare change, please consider donating to the Patreon. There are plenty of tiers that you can donate to. Tony works stupid hard <laughs> on something like the sexiest superstars tournament if you see the graphics and the amount of thought process that goes into the seating and the brackets i just implore you guys even if you have five bucks if you could donate to our patreon which is smart out moment i'm sure you search it comes right up uh, would would be very well appreciated and not only would that be a great motivator, it would also be something that would make me kind of feel convinced that maybe next year we have a 64-person tournament. Something to keep in mind. All right, before we move on from this, Madonna? What's her name? Madonna uh, Tessera? Tixiera? I don't know. <laughs> in the face, kind of looks like Caroline. You think so? Yeah. She reminded me of uh, the woman from the Punisher TV show <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. And I don't even know who, what she hosts off the top of my head. But hey, Never that's kind of why I'm saying go ahead and Google these people. And that's why I put up these pictures because I want people to be able to have as much information as possible without me going 
completely insane, which I'm sure is well past that point at this point. But that is something for you guys to be aware of. It's on smartcatmoment.com right now. And when you're heading over there and you're taking care of other things, including the voting side of things, and you know we mentioned the Patreon and stuff, I'm going to get a lot of plugs out of the way right now just for people that maybe don't stick around all the time. If you go on smartcatmoment.com and you see things like the Battle of the Brands and the weekly articles and the special features and everything like that, if you want more, the more support that you give us, that is what helps out. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you've got those accounts. If you uh, have YouTube accounts or you you interact with YouTube in the slightest bit, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ring off that bell to get the notifications of things. Like the videos because as much as it seems like it doesn't matter, liking videos actually contributes quite a bit to the possibility for more viewers. And more viewers means more revenue. And more revenue means I don't ever just go, ah, oh, I got to hell with this and stop doing it. And there are so many things happening on smartguymoment.com, whether it comes to TeePublic and Redbubble with trying to figure out new merchandise ideas to a laundry list of segments that I've never gotten around to doing because I just don't have the time. All this stuff is a big, big factor. And the same thing goes to fanboysanonymous.com because if you check out that I wrote up a post earlier today where I was just kind of like, I need a minute to rant about a bunch of things. I would do so much more fanboy stuff if I had more support on that end. So that YouTube channel, that Facebook, that Twitter, that Patreon, all that stuff, hit up the Fanboys Anonymous side of things too. So yay, plugs are actually out of the way. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, while we're there, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Felice. Tried changing up the name last night. Didn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on top of that, check out WrestleZone.com. I'm on their Facebook page doing the WrestleZone Daily five days a week. I do e-wrestling news and Time Killer Apparel. And I'm just curious, what the hell, why not? I'm going to put it out there. If you're listening to this por- uh, portion of the podcast and you didn't skip through or something like that, leave a comment below telling me what your favorite fruit is. Random thing. So... We're going to move on to some other hot tags here. This is going to be random all over the place here. I want to talk about a couple different things. One of them, I just want to say a very general idea. I don't want to harp on it all that much. But if you are listening to a wrestling podcast and you have criticism about that, we tend to use wrestling lingo because that's the terminology. And that's kind of what you're supposed to do. And when we criticize things, it's uh, because it's constructive criticism and there's no reason for us not to complain if there's a reason to complain. And if you can't take constructive criticism, it's your fault, not your critics, because you don't have to be a professional chef to be able to tell somebody that they fucked up making your steak. So All right, I'm going to ask you point blank. <laughs> Do you think that if you're working in the video game industry or the pop culture side of things, do you think you'd be as harassed when you criticize something? Uh, with that side, possibly. I think it doesn't apply to certain jobs and everything. Like if you are, um, I don't know, say this is a random thing. I don't even know if that exists and stuff. But if you're the type of person who's like, I'm going to rate a bunch of different types of cement. Like, I don't think that there's going to be this whole, like, fuck you, you got the wrong opinion. But I feel like there's this weird culture with the wrestling side of things and with movie reviews and with 
uh, even like food reviews and different things like that, that people are just kind of like, my opinion differs from you and you're an asshole. And Well, you know. wrestling is so much weirder because movies, I feel like everybody knows everybody watches movies. Wrestling is this weird thing where the curtain is completely pulled back. There is no curtain anymore, but wrestlers want to still act like there is. And then they get mad when people come on news sites or podcasts like these and criticize them. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why it is that I can tell you, Tony, I'm a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. They fucked up that ending. Yeah, they really did. By not putting in the scenes that they did. I can tell you I'm a huge fan of wrestling. They constantly fuck up storylines and presentations. That is not me saying I'm smart enough to run a promotion. That is me saying I would like this to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the criticism that if you don't do it, you can't talk about it is something that I don't think people apply to themselves because how many people have criticized their airline for not taking off correctly or on time or they've complained that their food wasn't cooked correctly. And it's like, again, like I said, you don't have to be a professional chef to know whether or not somebody cooked you the wrong thing. And how many people that have watched a movie can complain and say, well, that really sucked. And I think that they should have done this instead, or the the CGI was awful. Do you think anybody other than the CGI people know how to do that? The CGI was as good as those people could do. It might be bad, but... I don't think that the average person that goes, oh, the Incredible Hulk looked really bad in Ang Lee's Hulk. Okay, you, you try to do it and you would fail at it too. But just because that's the case doesn't mean that it's any better. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. that's just venting moment. Needed to put and that out there. <laughs> I say we parlay that right into the story about Joey Ryan. Well, Joey Ryan's story, for those who didn't follow, he had said that he was going to be confirming what his next stage in his career was going to be after lots of stories of an AEW contract, a WWE role that would potentially transition into like a trainer role. And a lot of people, myself included, and we had a discussion about this and you agreed with me, were basically saying, yeah, he's just sticking to the indies. Lo and behold, I got you guys, I'm sticking to the indies. I don't, it is one thing to say, okay, there's stories out that Joey Ryan's got a contract and he's going to stick to the indies, but to put out merchandise that says Joey Ryan's farewell to the indies, the last stop on the tour is May 31st bar wrestling. And then you go there and your big announcement is. I'm sticking to the indies. Something went wrong in translation and I'm willing to bet full speculation on my part, but I'm going to say he was going to go to AEW and they said, Hey, we're trying to get advertisers. You can't do the dick stuff. I don't think it's even that complicated. I think that this was very much just working people. And just but, you promise something to everybody knowing full well you're not going to deliver on the promise and you hope that people aren't too mad. See, and this is why going right back to the 
other thing we were just talking about. I hate this aspect of wrestling. This aspect of big news, big news, big news. Ha ha, work you, you fucking mark. <laughs> but but no, no, the fans understand that we're playing characters and they're in on the joke with us. People like to say that, but then they love going, you stupid fucking mark. That well, look drives at, me nuts. Look at Monday Night Raw tonight. I put up a poll for anybody who isn't on our Facebook group, The Mega Maniacs, asking people, do you honestly think that Brock Lesnar is going to cash in and is this making you interested at all in watching it? And everybody was basically saying, no, he's not going to fucking cash in. And they did this thing with Stephanie McMahon where they were like, you know, you've got a problem with uh, we've got a problem with the way that you've been doing the money in the bank, even though everybody else has been doing that in the past at like 30 money in the bank people. But let's just ignore logic because why not? And then, okay, telling you guys this week for sure, Brock Lesnar is cashing in. Ha ha, it's Friday. And it's like, you're not pulling the wool over on everybody's eyes. Nobody thought he was going to. And the people who thought he was going to are going to be fooled for every little thing. They're the ones that buy into not knowing that somebody's going to come out and cause a disqualification. And the ones that buy into, and that's the thing too, is ignorance is bliss. And those people fucking love it. And they have so much more fun because they don't see this thing's coming. And I hate being the type of fan that has to go, okay, so they're going to go this road and this road and then that one, and then this is going to happen and whatever. So let me write up five articles about what's going to happen. And I hate even more when it's like, haha, we did that and we got you. And it doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad. The point was we got you, the people who think you know what's going on. And it's like, well, just because you surprised me by doing something worse doesn't mean that it's something you should pat yourself on the back for. And I'm sure there are children who love wrestling right now. And there's some eight-year-old kid who totally thought Brock Lesnar was cashing in. And that kid, this segment was awesome. Because mm-hmm. I'll admit, I thought it was the best segment on Raw. Because Brock got to beat the fuck out of somebody, and that's what he does best but again you're not you're not cool just because you're like i still work you and i i feel like somebody might say oh well you're just mad because you got worked no i'm mad because you're not working me this literally it you wasn't about work this literally is our work like we're watching at this point Largely because we make money. There's monetary incentive to watch yeah, as opposed like, to being like, look, I watched Arrow and I loved Arrow for the first two seasons of it. Eventually, I grew to the point where I was like, you know what? The Flash is actually a better show. And then I started watching Legends of Tomorrow. I don't watch any of those shows anymore because they just stopped being fun. And, and even... the even the Flash was the one that I was like holding on to. I forget what episode it was. It was like, I don't know, like seven episodes ago or something like that. I'm watching it and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually literally waiting for the episode to end as opposed to being like, wait, with some certain shows when the show ends and you go, oh, no, damn it. I wanted to like, ah, come on. I want to see more of that and stuff. I was like, no, I'm actually waiting for the Flash logo to pop up, and that's not what I should be doing. And I skipped through the episode, and I was like, okay, so they 
they have the discussion in the hallway and they're talking about how, I don't know if I can trust you and whatever. And I'm a part of the team and blah, 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 blah. And then they're going to do whatever it is that Barry will learn how to fucking run because he keeps forgetting about to do that every single episode. And they'll beat the villain of the week and then there'll be a tease of this cicada dude and whatever and then the end. And I was like, it's going to be the same thing every single week because it's been the same thing for like four seasons. I don't need to watch it. If I wanted to, I could spend one afternoon reading a synopsis of the Wikipedia page of the entire season and get the same enjoyment out of watching Hours and hours and hours of that. And I wish that I could do that with WWE so much. Because something like main event, not a single person watches main event. Outside of like, I don't know, gluttons for punishment. And it's funny because even somebody like Cedric Alexander tweets out about this. Like, he's just like, hey, I'm the main event champion. I just keep wrestling on main event every week. And the only reason that I don't watch main event and don't lump lump that into my work coverage is because they do the tapings ahead of time and I can just put up spoilers and that's all I need to do. If I had to do main event, I'd do what I do with uh, NXT UK and a couple other shows where it's like, all right, I'll put it on in the background and I just won't actually watch it, watch it, you know? And it sucks because I really like tonight was one of those nights I don't know if anybody could tell listening, but not in like a super great mood. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tonight was one of those nights where I was just like, I just don't want to be working. Like my back hurts. I'm tired. I feel like I didn't accomplish anything today. I got a laundry list of things that haven't been done that are like stupid things you lose track of. Like, you know, I got a light bulb that's messed up in my garage that I got to fix. And it's like, I haven't gotten around to that in a while. Like, it's stupid stuff like that. And I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do this today. I wish I didn't have to watch Monday night raw. And I was right there with you. I gave you the laundry list of things that I was disappointed in. And it just, the burnout is real guys. That's all I can say. Yeah. That's why we're on the hot tags. Cause the burnout is real. <laughs> and I would gladly, gladly step in and change that. But, hey, instead I can complain about it on a podcast and certain people can be upset about that. <laughs> just just to end the Raw discussion on a positive note, Bray Wyatt, five stars. Oh, so good. Huskus, the pig boy, and the Vince McMahon puppet with the fucking devil horns. Best thing on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I'm filling out the uh, that half of the Battle of the Brands which might be going away soon, everybody, because I just it's one more thing that I have to do, and I'm really kind of sick the and brands, tired of doing it. There, there are no Battle of the Brands, because the brand split doesn't exist. Yeah, all the more reason for me to just be like, you know what, Wild Card Rule exists, there is no Battle of the Brands, we're ending that segment. Like, it might actually happen next week, for all I know. Uh, but I'm filling that out, and I'm like, Raw gets a bonus point for uh, Huskus the Pig Boy, because it's just like, that's fantastic. I love that. How did Bray Wyatt, a guy that I have been saying for the longest time, had untapped potential and then turned it into, I'm just sick and tired of seeing him. How did he become the thing that it's like, all right, he's parodying himself and it's the best thing that's happening. Like, Because that's exactly what he's doing. It's a parody of himself. The Huskus the pig boy was basically Husky Harris. And he was making fun of how he... 
he was out of shape and people must have been telling him to work out and it's just funny it's so great <laughs> i loved it whoever is responsible for that if it's bray himself or if it's one of the writers or something you need a pat on the back because it's fantastic uh, real quick stuff to knock out of the way. Uh, Mickey James is injured. She suffered an injury at a live event, and it seems like that was been confirmed because she was listed as the on the inactive list on this call sheet for Monday Night Raw. So that sucks. It does suck. Uh, I like Mickey James. Yeah, I thought she came back in 2016 with Alexa, and it was super hot. And then they just never went anywhere with her. Yeah, that's uh, always bad to hear that somebody's injured, but hopefully that won't be, like, the biggest injury in the world and she'll come back pretty soon and stuff. But this actually might be, like, one of the best things for her. She's working on other stuff, and they don't really seem to have anything for her to do. So, hey, if she could take time off and not have to wrestle on the house shows, which I really, I feel like the house shows are one of the worst things that's happening in WWE. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's one of the best and the worst. It's good for the people that can like go out there and have fun and watch like a fun show. Cause they, they know that it's not recorded and it's like non-canon and everything else like that. But I feel like that schedule just murders people. Oh, for sure. But I think because the wrestlers actually get to have fun, it's probably their favorite part, you know? Yeah. Uh, with the random kind of side of things, Let's talk about drunk Finn Balor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love I love drunk Finn Balor. Had he, a good time with this video. What was the event itself? It was like some kind of a some soccer, soccer thing. Yeah. Or football for people that aren't yeah, ignorant Americans. <laughs> it's a football match between two teams. I don't know, but he was on the side of what must have been the away team. Because he's like, I'm the only one wearing this jersey. <laughs> and he's being interviewed by this Spanish reporter. Vero who Rodriguez. Been... Who you can check out and vote for in the 2019 Sexy Superstars Tournament if you want to. Oh, is she with the company? Yeah. She's, oh. Uh, oh God, what is it that she hosts? Uh, WWE Saturday Night or something like that with um, it's either Sanchez or Mamo or Madonna. It's one of the, it's like, she's part of that group of like five women that, are on the broadcast team, but not in like the American side of things. Hmm. So she's doing the interview for like Fox sports or something. And he just comes up to her and he's like, I don't know. I'm alone. You got to wear this Jersey with me. <laughs> I'm not the only one wearing it. And she's like, I will do that. I will support you. But who, who do you think is going to win? And he's like, I don't care about that. They want people want to know if we're dating, and we are dating, and, <laughs> and, and I won. I've already won in life. <laughs> I thought that that was funny. It's like that's cool that he's like so just happy to be like I'm dating her, and she pretty kind of like <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's what I would like to see more of that because that just feels like the real person. Maybe you know less drunk, but. <laughs> I like seeing the real person. Yeah. So Can't wait till just... Friday when he puts on Dean and Pam. Uh, he'll probably do it tomorrow night. Just, oh, right. uh, yeah. Oh, the demon's going to show up and intimidate Andrade or something like that, maybe. Like a backstage promo or something. I don't know. Uh, Let's see here. Let's talk about the idea of 
John Moxley talking about some different things here because we've crapped on a couple of things here, but uh, he shed some light on some other things. We talked before about his whole Talk is Jericho podcast, and he's. We... I'm pretty sure we've talked about that. No, somewhere. it was Wednesday. Really? We didn't talk about that at all? No. Huh. Well, all right, we'll lump that in too. <laughs> Moxley has done the talk is Jericho. He's talked on some other interviews and stuff like that. And he has said very bluntly about a lot of different issues where he had issues talking to Vince McMahon, uh, creative changes. Now he's shed the light on something that a lot of people have been complaining about. And then a lot of other people have been like, that's not true. Whatever of Brock Lesnar's portion of creative control. And I think that the biggest takeaway out of this whole thing is your suspicions are correct. Like, if you are worried was, about certain things, they're correct. He was open, and I don't know what we can say about Jericho that hasn't been said on every other platform, but the Jericho interview, you need to hear it. It's, think the CM Punk interview from years ago, but a lot less venom, a lot less, like, this fucking company ruined my love for wrestling you know he's saying those things but he's like i'm going to get wrestling back you know and jericho with jericho he talks about the creative process as vince your creative process sucks i want to focus on the wade keller side of things because that's where he says stuff like lesnar and then specifically the SummerSlam main event from last year because you and I have talked on air and off air about they ruined Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was one of the hottest baby faces and now he's next to nothing. And apparently that's Brock Lesnar's fault. Uh, Brock Lesnar, if you guys don't remember, basically stopped Braun Strowman from even getting close to the ring didn't just stop him, beat the shit out of him with the briefcase, F5'd him, threw the briefcase up the stage so that he couldn't cash in, and then Roman would beat Brock 1-2-3. But D'Ambrose reveals this was supposed to be Roman beats Brock, Braun tries to cash in, and then the shield reforms and stops him, basically what they did the next night. But Braun, but uh, Brock was like, no, I got a better idea. I'm just going to fuck Braun Strowman up and make Braun Strowman look like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Which, who did that serve? It served Brock Lesnar. Yeah. There wasn't any purpose for that other than that. It didn't do anything with the S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. It didn't help out Braun Strowman. It didn't help out Roman Reigns. It just made Brock look like, oh, I can also take out Braun Strowman and stuff. And I get to a certain extent you want to do things like that to make Brock look like he's this over-the-top, insurmountable type of beast but at the same time that's not the most important thing in the world and for a company that has many times said no one star is above wwe there isn't going to be that one guy kind of seems like there's preferential treatment for that kind of stuff and i hated but he talks about that as well he says vince allows lesnar to come in and dictate everything because he is obsessed with being a promoter and he wants to own the rights to the Brock Lesnar attraction. Mm-hmm. And that's 
horrible uh, booking for trying to get the best product. Because the goal in anything should be, if it's a business, to make the most amount of money in the sense of having the most success. And success is not just pure money, but it's you have to be able to make money. Businesses, at the end of the day, it's money. But there's pride to it. And the way to make money is to make people happy with your business. Because I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure that you would agree with me on this. If I had a billion-dollar corporation or a million-dollar corporation or a lemonade stand, I would rather make... 80% of my maximum income and have 100% customer satisfaction than to make 90% of my income and have a lot of people mad at me. Yeah, there's there's a huge difference in customer satisfaction. And is it worth that 10%? I don't think so. Look at a lot of businesses that they start seeing that a lot of people aren't showing up and then they start raising their prices because they're saying, well, we're not making as much money, so we're going to raise our prices. It always drives people away. And whether you're somebody like a Kmart or you are, again, like a local restaurant or something like that, you know, I've never gone to a restaurant or any other business and thought to myself, well... It's exactly the same as it was before, but it's more money. That's better. Or, well, it's not any better than what it used to be. In fact, it's worse. I'm going to keep going. Or, wow, this is getting really, really frustrating, and that thing isn't helpful. But, hey, I'll just keep giving them my money or whatever. At a certain point, people just tap out. And... If you are going against what people like, that's why people stop watching, you know? And no amount of creative changes that can come in that can help you kind of pass the time and make you think otherwise are going to make that be a different bottom line. So I liked so much a lot what of uh, Moxley is saying about certain things. When it came to certain things like having writers backstage say, yeah, I know that you're not going to like this. Well, then why is it a thing? Because Vince McMahon. It's just a very enlightening set of interviews. And it gives a lot of uh, context to a lot of the complaints and stuff. And, I tell you what, it framed really well, and so I'm going to use this as a little bit of a transition. It really gave me an even bigger appreciation for watching that creation and destruction, Triple H's Road to WrestleMania. Because I watched that, and I was just like, you know what, over these past bunch of years, I went from criticizing Triple H and saying he only puts himself over and all this other kind of stuff, to being like, I admire that dude's work ethic so much. And I feel like he is not only somebody who busts his ass all the time in ways that I wasn't even aware that he was doing. And by watching that, I got a little bit more of an awareness of that. But little things, like, you didn't check it out, right? I did not get a chance to see it. Well, for the see it and skip it, folks, see it. 
uh, there's a great moment in this. Now, my favorite moment out of the whole thing where he's talking backstage and he's saying we're on the off season right now. Like the WrestleMania just ended and we're just like waiting to do like, you know, like the lights are getting like taken down or whatever it was. And he's like, this right now is my off season. And by tomorrow I'm going to be going and trying to figure out how to like record the next set of tapings for NXT. And we're just going to start all over again. Cause the next season's starting, whatever. And it's just, just this down moment. And Becky Lynch walks by. Un- totally unbeknownst to the idea that they're filming this whole special and stuff. You can tell she's like high as a kite, essentially. And she just starts talking about, she's like, red, white, and blue, baby, look at the belts and all this. And she is beaming happiness at having won these titles. And Triple H gives her this hug that you can kind of tell is just like this proud dad. And he mentions in this, this whole like Papa Triple H thing and all this. And, uh, and there's a really quick thing where she's like, Becky, two belts. Vince will kill me for saying that, which is like, that's funny that that actually ended up becoming a thing. But uh, the look of pride on his face is adorable. And the way that she's acting is adorable. And that was like the best thing that I had seen wrestling wise this entire week. Outside of the fact that TakeOver was amazing. But like, I got more joy out of watching that minute in that special than I did anything on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. It looked like it would be a good special, and you know I'm a huge fan of Triple H, so I will check it out at some point. But, again, the burnout caught me, and I didn't want to sit down and watch it. But I'm glad that creator Triple H actually looks like a decent human being to work for, you know what I mean? It seems like, by all accounts, that this guy is a great boss, a great mentor, a great friend, and a great creative mind, which is like all praises to Triple H. Best promo on the night, too. As a performer, is he selfish? Sure. Were you talking about his promo in the ring with Randy? Yeah, that was my favorite promo of the night. And I loved it because he took the tired old... Hey, get your balls from Stephanie. And he just turned it into almost an Attitude Era level joke. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to get my balls. And they're just so big. I don't know. Maybe I'll put them in my carry-on if I can fit them in the overhead. Like, he just took what he even said. Like, people know what these are supposed to be. They, You know, and he's just a master promos and at wrestling and he'll always be top three for me or the other two wait wait let me guess rock is one of them nope not even close wow okay uh i, I hate the rock that's a different thing entirely they hate the rocks promos or hate the rock i laugh at the rocks promos but inherently he's such a dick like <laughs> <laughs> that's the point yeah but like why is that cheered he's a dick because <laughs> it's fun uh, as long as he's not being a dick toward you it's like aha he got you he's being a dick to you whoever you are person like yeah so like, uh, all right so piper it's not piper you gotta think around the era of hunter uh, okay, so then I, that rules out DiBiase, that rules out uh, 
Flair. Who are you thinking? Uh, well, this is like for me personally, it's Michaels, Hunter, and Edge. Huh. And but you know what? When it's all said and done, Jericho might take that top spot for promos. Jericho. Oh, you mean just in promos? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's we what talking, we were talking about. I thought we were talking all the time. Okay, that's Triple H, Ric Flair, and. Maybe, yeah, that that might be The Rock, because The Rock is a fucking, he's a dick, but his promos are funny. That's what we were getting there. I thought you were saying about top three promo. No, I was like, saying top three of all time, but yeah, yeah, Rock is a dick, but his promos are funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I recommend checking that out. And for that matter, I also recommend checking out the newest WWE 24 special, which is called Revolutionary, the Year of Ronda Rousey. It is exactly what you would imagine that it would be. It's them filming her throughout the course of that whole year-long process and a little bit before that too because the WWE 24 name doesn't make any sense anyway so why the fuck not and um it's just her talking about the idea of like wanting to come in and not necessarily wanting to be the champion but then realizing after a while that she can contribute more by being the champion and by being the main event of evolution and uh, there's some good little backstage moments of her with like the other horsewomen and just kind of geeking out over some stuff. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. And she full on at the end just says like, yeah, I'm taking off for a long while to have kids. And it's like a hundred percent confirmation. That whole impregnation vacation thing is then being like, there is no like, oh, I'll return to WWE in a couple months. It's like, no, I am having kids. It's happening. So do not expect Ronda Rousey to be coming into the mix at Survivor Series or something like that. She totally wants to have kids. So that's nine months from, at the very least, WrestleMania, you know? <laughs> and you know what? Justified. Completely justified. She came in, gave more to the business than most women. And men. And men ever do. And by the way, giving to the business, is that too insider? Should I not say that? <laughs> uh, and she has nothing else to give, quite frankly. She completed the evolution. And sorry for the women who don't want to hear that. The evolution is over. Not that that means that they're going to go back to the opening match, but the evolution is complete. They have main evented WrestleMania. Go Ronda. I'm, I'm a fan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's something that. If you got a little bit of time and you want to check out some specials, I think between the two of them, the one I like the best is the Triple H one. And you get to see a lot more than things that you've kind of already seen a little bit with the Ronda Rousey one. But yeah, both of them, good specials. We have been having some kind of wonky ones, and these were some good ones, so that's great. Uh, What else we got going on here? We got uh the Ring of Honor stuff, and this is... This is a weird situation here. There's some controversy over a little incident that happened, or it might be a bigger incident. I don't know. Uh, Ring of Honor show happened. There's a fan tweeting about this. And is my uh, timeline correct on this and my details behind this? I think if I'm remembering this correctly, because I don't have notes about every little detail, he had said that there was a spot with Allure and he was doing the typical, like, boo, you know, like your heels and I don't like you and whatever. And. I believe it was Mandy Leon had like spit on him 
and Velvet Sky had called him a virgin, and he said something like about her sleeping with Bully Ray. That was basically the gist of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so there was a segment. According to this film on Twitter, there was a segment. He was heckling the allure because they're heels. Um, Mandy kind of spit on him, maybe accidentally, and he was over, you know, being over dramatic about it. But they kept coming out because, you know, multiple tapings, I guess. And he's just jaw-jacking with all this guy. And she calls him a virgin. And he just goes, well, you're sleeping with that fat Billy Ray. And from there, things get a little more hairy. Now, keep in mind, of course, this is one fan's account. Who knows what details are 100% true or possibly fabricated or blown out of proportion or ignored because there could be things that are making both situations worse. Uh, And we weren't there, so, you know, we can't judge. But it seems like what happened afterward, according to him, is that he was brought back by quote unquote security and that he was basically intimidated and told you shouldn't be talking to the wrestlers that way. You should only talk to them the way that you would talk to your mom. Bully Ray. Right. Being the one to do that, which if all that is true, that's completely counterproductive in so many different ways. Now I can understand you can throw out people that are in a pro wrestling fan. If they get too over the top and, you know, if he's like shouting a bunch of profanities to the point where it's like distracting the other people around him, or obviously if he's the type of person that if he would have thrown something, then you get ejected or, you know, whatever. But if it's just like, boo, you're a fucking heel and there's a problem with that. I don't know. That just seems very like I can dish out the criticism, but I can't take it kind of. Should we give Bully Ray's side of the story? I actually haven't heard that, so yeah, fill me in on that. Okay, so Bully Ray, about seven hours ago, took to Twitter to say, And now the truth. I could not have been any nicer to said fan. Yes, nice. Hard to believe. I never threatened, intimidated, or berated said fan. I handled the situation the exact opposite way most would assume. With decorum. The convo lasted less than 30 seconds. I even gave him a friendly pat on the back and told him to go enjoy the show and go be a fan. His response, thanks, bully. Fan version of story is embellished to make the fan look like a victim. Many other fans who attended the shows in Kent and Portland have already confirmed on social media how said fan crossed the line with multiple talents, including both men and women. In retrospect, the fan should have been ejected. Unfortunately, it wasn't after until the fan was asked not to be so rude that we did find out of se- of the severity of the vile comments and lewd sexual gestures made towards the women. I think we can all agree that in 2019, this type of behavior towards women is unacceptable and goes far beyond the scope of I paid for my seat. I should be able to do or say whatever I want. I live by the motto, Hmm. respectful fans always get what they want. Rude fans always get what they deserve. At the end of the day, I'm guilty of defending 
three women that needed a bit of defending. Not by being a bully, but by being a man. I am halfway 100% on board and halfway not on that. Are there something where it's like in the middle, there's the truth, you know? Yeah. Because this... As that seems to be the case with everything, too. It's like, of course, in Bully Ray's mind, he didn't do anything wrong. And, of course, in the fans' mind, he didn't do anything wrong. Because no, virtually anybody ever goes, yeah, I was acting like a dick. Most people are like, well, because of what... And it's like, okay, you're you're excusing yourself and, you know, painting the portrait yeah, the that you looked a little bit better. victimizing himself, and Bully is putting himself on a pedestal. Yeah, and... I don't doubt that either side is embellishing their perspective as well. And like you said, somewhere in the middle, there's a gray area where that's what actually ended up happening from if you were looking at it like a fly in the wall or whatever. Here's where my problem is uh, on the fan side of things. If the fan was so over the top and he got pulled aside and said, like, dude, tone it down. And he is starting to, like, just make up stuff and be like, you intimidated me. And if it wasn't the case like that then come on, dude, stop trying to get your 15 minutes of fame. On the other side of things, I kind of feel like if you've got a character that is supposed to be like inciting this type of a response out of people and you get that type of heel heat, have some thicker skin. Like Specifically, if you're a heel female and you're a bitch... And you're portraying a bitch. Because it's the character that if if the fan is not doing it, because well, depending on what the fan was doing, that's the thing too. If it's just like somebody out there going like, you know, like, boo, like you're sleeping with Bully Ray. That's like, yeah, well, she is. And if you think that that's something to boo her off of and you think that that's reflecting the character and you're doing that, then go ahead and do it. Now, if this was a situation where it's like that dude is saying that kind of stuff to the actual woman at the friggin' airport or something. Yeah. It's hor- horrible harassment. And that's where the line, I think, is kind of getting crossed and some people are kind of taking it that direction. It's like, well, this fan possibly was trying to be a part of the show. And if you just didn't like what he was saying, that's that whole, like, well, why are you getting your feelings hurt? You're a character. He's yelling at the character. Depending on what he was saying, because everything's like, you know, I hate that I have to preface that kind of stuff because people will be like, you're defending. I'm not defending anybody. I'm defending the possibility of principles. That's what yeah, it is. And listen, there's a lot out there about Velvet being quick to block people on social media. And she's definitely somebody who doesn't want to take in toxicity and negativity. Now, social media is one thing, but again, you were out on screen. It's hard to say whether or not you were just being a, you know, a bitchy character. Because that, again, that is your character. And I don't see a scenario where you can have a character that's trying to be very sexual and trying to incite a, like, a response out of people that would be, like, booing them. And potentially as well, if somebody ended up spitting on the person, which I don't know how uh, believable that is. 100% Maybe or yeah, what. that was accidental. Yeah, I mean, it, like... could, it could be. Yeah, you never really know. 
But I don't think that there is a scenario where like you can have that type of a character and you can be within the confines of the performance and then have a scenario where you're like, oh, that my feelings are hurt and you shouldn't do that. It's like, well, then you shouldn't be that character. You know, like we make fun of heels and we boo heels because if we don't, then those same people would be complaining and being like, you're not going along with the show. Why are you cheering the heels? You know what I mean? Like uh, it's well, all when, right. When, let's, uh, let's get some of Velvet Sky in here because she comments on the situation saying it wasn't just booing. It was lewd sexual gestures and, you know, verbal sexual harassment. Uh, there's They retweeted stuff that says, that fan is at a ton of shows in the Northeast and at all of them, he's a douchebag. He goes out of his way to try and be a part of the action. So it sounds like in this person's mind, he's just booing the heels but maybe he takes it too far to where it's like, all right. And I can totally understand a scenario like that happening too. Yep. Cause some people like, they just don't know where the limit is. And I, I feel like uh very, like everybody's very quick to pull out a trigger of being like, you know, we're living in a culture right now where if you can accuse somebody of something, they're guilty already and if you can victimize yourself then you are infallible to everything and you are the sympathetic person so i feel like both sides are kind of victimizing themselves a little bit depending on what actually happened because i don't know what happened but this is a discussion podcast and it's a discussion about wrestling stuff and this is a wrestling topic so and one last bitch about our job i hate constantly needing to preface well, we weren't there, and we swear we weren't there, and we're just discussing amongst ourselves. Right. And I hate that I have to preface the idea of, like, no, by no means am I saying that it's okay to be lewd and to and no, it's sexually okay harass to anybody. And or sexually harass women. Because it's like, obviously that's not the case. And obviously, a lot of things are, like... You shouldn't have to do that, but of course you have to, because if you don't, then people but here, will be like, well, are you supporting this? If they're being heels, and you flip them the bird, is that an obscene gesture, and because she's a woman, I need to get banned from the show? Right, and is it something that when a character on WWE television calls somebody short, and they make fun of them, should we uh, have some kind of a problem with that, because then that's making fun of differently abled uh, people that are shorter or whatever like that. Like, you know, if you make fun of Kevin Owens for being fat and he's a heel at the time, are we not supposed to agree with the baby yeah, face? Cause you're present, you're presenting the baby face as being the one that we should agree with. So if we laugh at that, then we're being horrible people because we agreed with the thing that you want us to agree with. Or, you know what I mean? Like that's where that whole divide between wrestling being real and wrestling being fake and people working themselves into a shoot and there i go i'm using the term oh, yeah I was gonna say, there you uh, go. jesus tony if i if i don't want to use the term and i want to be all whatever they convince themselves that reality and fiction are the same there you go uh that is the type of thing that's like you know what it's not just the fans that do that 
it's the performers sometimes too. And it's the writers sometimes. And it's the backstage personnel and the crew and whatever. This is one of those things that it's like, we could all agree we're all fucking stupid. There you go. <laughs> um, Reddit users, here's another tweet that they retweeted. Reddit users are saying this dude was way more graphic in his mouthing off and was doing a jerking off motion towards the women and more. Would explain why Billy Ray said in regards to respect and just be a fan. And if that's the case, I totally support Bully Ray. Because that would be like, dude, you're being a little over the top. This is actually making people around you uncomfortable. Tone it down a little bit. If that's how it went down. Then that's like, yeah, Bully Ray's totally in the right there. And then if it ends up being what the story is, but the other thing about like physically intimidating and whatever and trying to be all like, well, you know, basically like, I'm going to fuck you up if you don't stop uh, booing my girl, that kind of thing, then that's absolutely horrible. You know what I mean? It's like, at this point, I just don't believe either side. And I think that everybody's wrong. <laughs> and I also think, going back to the whole wrestling is this weird thing where the curtain's wide open. We need to figure out where the lines are again. Mm -hmm. yeah. It used to be back in the day that people would be like, if I didn't go into that bar and have somebody try to stab me, then I'm not an overheal. Because originally, and I had said this on Twitter, I thought one of the responses that we were going to get from Bully was, back in the days of real wrestlers, I would have just fucked them up. But we didn't get that. We actually got a really tame response which is I, the best way to do that because if he's in a role that's you know some kind of like a producer executive. you know then the, his responsibility is not to in any regard no uh, uh this is something that a lot of people disagree with and i don't understand the philosophy behind it but i think it just means that people are kind of like neanderthal a little bit I don't see any scenario, for the most part, that if you disagree with somebody, the answer to it is physical violence. Do you? I agree. I agree like, with you. is it ever like MVP had put out something about uh, he had a backstage problem with somebody, and that it was like you want to step outside and fight, and it's like, well, why? Why is it a fighting thing? Like, if you don't like each other, why is punching each other supposed to help your disagreement of like a fundamental? psychological ideology difference you know what i mean I, I think it's a primitive thing you know like it's that instinct of like well then i will just physically show you that it doesn't matter because i am physically superior you know yeah i hate that so much and that's why originally when this fan had tweeted this stuff out and i was like if what he's saying is true then that's awful but of course, if he's what if what he's saying is completely false, and if other people are saying that he was like over the top and exaggerative and like you know making everything uncomfortable, then it's like oh, the fan's probably full of shit, you know. So, but again, I really think we need to establish where the lines are again. I think social because... media is one of the reasons why that sucks too, because they don't. There's no line with social media now. Are you the character tweeting or are you the person tweeting? If you're following. So how do you feel about uh, that? What would, what would you prefer? Is it the character tweeting or the person tweeting? I would, honestly, in an ideal world, I would say everybody has two Twitter accounts. I would agree with you. And it's like, 
it sucks that it's you know like John Cena has his own name is just John Cena, but even that regard certainly sometimes there's a good difference when you've got like character names. Like that's why I don't get upset when WWE will change somebody's name and they'll give them a fake name as long as it's not a bad name. And we're gonna actually transition this into a pretty good thing. That's really actually pretty good like that. But like uh, the idea behind Dean Ambrose is not John Moxley who is not Jonathan Good. So if John Moxley goes out there and he attacks Kenny Omega and I'm a fan of Kenny Omega, then boo. God damn it, John Moxley, why did you do that? But if I were sitting down having lunch with Jonathan Good, I wouldn't be like, "Yo, I don't like you." <laughs> it would be like, yeah. "Why?" You know what I mean? Like that's why like there's that separation between things and when you've got somebody like one of the nicest dudes, Mick Foley, He's not a character anymore like that. He's just Mick Foley and he's on social media and he's just kind of like, hey, everybody like, isn't Christmas awesome and stuff. And it's like, all right, cool. You're, you're <laughs> Mick, you're Mick Foley and you are not mankind. And when people blur that line, then it makes it harder for people to not treat them like they're that all the time. And this isn't just a wrestling thing too. This actually applies to a lot of actors and that's why you get like a Robin Williams who he was Robin Williams all the time. Cause if he wasn't, people are like, well, why are you such a bum? Like you're not acting like the Robin Williams that I know. And that sucks. Like when you hear the stories of people going up to the wrestlers or actors and they're asking them for their autograph while they're eating dinner, don't fucking ask them for their autograph when they're eating dinner. They're eating dinner. Like they're not performing. Their job is not to be, an autograph machine for you or to take a picture with you. If you're hanging out and you, you see them and you ask them and they're polite, thank them for it. If you are the type of person who's like, Hey, I'm going to hang out at the airport and try to get them to sign a bunch of merch so I can sell you're a bottom feeder. Like just those things. They, they bug the hell out of me. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think, wrestling fans are way too entitled and i can admit that i can completely crap on wrestlers for saying things like don't use internet lingo or don't use what you perceive to be insider lingo but i can also say i think there are certainly wrestling fans who are far too eager to just throw wrestling lingo in there and who think they need an answer to Hey, why the fuck isn't CM Punk a wrestler anymore? You know, <laughs> like because he doesn't want to anymore. Because he doesn't fucking want to. Because he's a man who doesn't want to throw himself at a canvas. Yeah, you know? the, <laughs> like, the same as what happened when you decided that you didn't want to work at Taco Bell anymore. <laughs> like, exactly. And I want some Taco Bell real bad right now. That's why I fuck thought that. Up. Yeah, that's where that distinction is between if there is a fan that is doing something bothersome to Velvet Sky. Then you know what? If they're in a show and all that, then he should be booing, and she should be happy that she's getting that heel heat. The more and if there's that's coming out, it sounds like he over. It sounds like it, it, yeah, and that's where the name difference is. If it's a show, and Velvet Sky is getting heat, that's great. If Jamie Zanter is feeling uncomfortable by a repetitive fan who is doing things that are making her feel harassed then that's a problem. And why can't we all just get along? <laughs> yeah, you know, why the fuck can't we all just get along? Like, why 
why why do people have to be dicks to one another? Why constantly? I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know why people thrive on negativity and negative energy and just fucking stop, guys. <laughs> and I know full well we're talking about negativity and this has been a lot of like complaining on this podcast, but hey, sometimes you need to get negativity out. Yeah, we're, we're venting. You know, this is all over the, the place. Yeah, you, you know what you get when you get a lot of heat? You get a vent. You're damn right. <laughs> hot tags. <laughs> That's why it's the hot tags. It's because it's venting time. But we're talking names. And I like that transition because let's end on a happy note. We've got new NXT stars that are old NXT stars. Because if you've been following the career of Adrian Joge, he is not Adrian Joge anymore. He is Arturo Ruas. And that's the first one I want to talk about. We're going to go name by name here. What do you think about that name change? I like it. I like it too, because he's with Tenar Conchi, isn't he? Uh, those two and Cesar Bononi. Right. So... Who, by the way, I've mentioned this multiple times about the idea of Cesar Bononi, and I have asked... Uh, Caroline, and I have heard as many different things as possible. The other day when we were watching that Performance Center Combine, I heard a completely random name that I had never heard of before. Benini. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard Benini too. Maybe I'm like, that, Maybe that can't be Benini. It can't be Benini when it's the B-O-N-O the thing. And I'm like, all right, so Coach Bloom doesn't even know how to pronounce this dude's name. It's not just the announcers. It's not just the commentators. Nobody knows how to pronounce his name. And it's Cesar Bononi. That is apparently like the real way that you're supposed to be doing it. Well, But I'm uh, just going to call him Cesar Bononi because it's so much easier. But definitely not Benini. I, I really like the idea of him becoming a gimmick where he's a food truck purveyor <laughs> and it's Benini's <laughs> it's like what to be perfectly honest two of the things i almost ate for dinner tonight were a caesar salad and a panini <laughs> so if i could have, if i could have had caesar panini <laughs> that would have been great so yeah adrian and caesar and uh caesar and um tainara they are all part of the brazilian faction that isn't quite a faction in nxt yet they haven't really officially brought them up but now that he's been given a new name, I think that we're going to see on this this Wednesday. Is that when they're doing the tapings? Something like it would that. seem like it would make sort make sense. Um, whatever the next tapings are, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we see that that tag team is now a thing. And they gave him this new name because they're like, hey, we're bringing you up and we're going to go with that name. I like well, it. Arturo, like, that's cool. It definitely stands out more as like a Brazilian name. You know, Arturo, what's the last name? R-U-A-S, so I'm assuming Ruas, or Ruash. Arturo Ruas, you know, like that's... It might be Ruash, because I think that a lot of the S's are like shh kind of sounds. I don't know. We'll we'll find out when Mauro Ronaldo says it 15 times and gets all super excited. (laughs) It's got a good ring to it, and yeah, they definitely need new tag teams. And I'm excited for NXT, man. They're going to get that fresh coat of paint again and that's gonna be exciting man i wish they could use a fresh coat of paint on that theme song i hate that entrance theme which entrance not uh, not entrance theme the uh the opening theme oh you don't like the the new slipknot we're mad at our dad (laughs) fucking shit 
pisses me off. I wanted pizza tonight. Like that kind of, oh, I hate it so much. I hate that type of music with a passion. Uh, uh, I like the opening. I like how they bothered to get them all in the ring saying the lyrics so that it like syncs up. And then the rest of it doesn't actually sync up to NXT because the actual point of that song is basically him saying, we're kind of an old band, but just because we're old doesn't mean we suck. And <laughs> NXT is not old. No, I mean, that's kind of the point of NXT is it's the new. Yeah. The next. But that whole we are not your kind opening is great. Give it a different theme. I just want to be, want to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, anything is better than tonight is the night. All right. <laughs> I've had some really good songs and some really bad ones. That uh, uh, "Burn It to the Ground" is probably my favorite for Monday Night Raw. I Nickelback one. You see, Burn, Burn it to the, the ground and I like. I like yeah. that for Raw. I will always associate it with the guest host era. So, I, like, if I hear it in the intro of Raw, I'm like, oh, this is a bad episode. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, oh, Hugh Jackman's coming out. <laughs> Uh, so Arturo is one of them. Trevor Lee is going to be Cameron Grimes. Uh, Cameron is not the type of name that I tend to think is like Cameron, oh, North man. Carolina. Cameron's going to beat you up. Like, Cameron, North Carolina. That's where, from? Be where they got it from. He's one of the Hardy guys. Oh, he is. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. That makes sense then. Which I like that then uh, a little bit more. But Grimes is like, yeah, Grimes. Cool. I don't need safety gloves because I'm, <laughs> I'm Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Good old grimy. Uh, you know what he needs to feud with? Uh, Alistair Black, and he needs to, instead of going up, he needs to go down, and then it could be like, March, change the channel. <laughs> Mr. Black. <laughs> Mr. Black. Uh, Cameron Grimes' name, I like it a little bit better now than I know about the Cameron thing. I'm just totally unaware of that. But I still don't like the name Cameron for that. Like Grimes, cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Luke Menzies said I've been making fun of that name for a long time because that always just sounded like it was something that would come out of like a pamphlet. Is Ridge Holland, and I like that name a lot. That's actually my favorite out of all these names. It's very movie star esque. Yeah, like that's the first thing I thought of was like, is this like a Mortal Kombat character? That's like the dude that was working alongside Johnny Cage. It's Ridge Holland, and I'm like. I buy it, you know. Yeah. He looks like a Ridge Holland. Actually, I'm not too familiar with what he looks like, but if he can pull off being a Ridge Holland, uh, then that's cool. I'm going to look him up right now. Honestly, I've heard you say the name Luke Menzies quite a lot, but I've never seen his face. He's been on a couple episodes of NXT, just jobbing out to somebody here and there. All right, I, I see him. He looks like... He could pull up the name Ridge Holland. How long is it going to be before he's just Ridge? Well, as soon as he gets up to the main roster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesse Elaban stopped being Jesse Elaban for a while, and she was just Jesse. And now they've taken the E off of that and the E Laban, and they've given her a different last name. She is now Jesse Camilla, and I actually kind of like that better than Jesse Elaban. I think she might have been okay if she was just Jesse. I don't like the like, one word names like that. Like every Paige. now and again, you can get away with that. And I think like kind of like Bailey. 
you know. See, I don't like the Bailey one either. What can I, what last name would you give Bailey? Hmm. Her real name's uh, Martinez, right? Uh Pamela. Yeah, Pamela Martinez. Um, yeah. You know what? I'd actually probably do something a little bit like a little Shawn Michaelsy. I'd give her something based off of the Pamela name. Maybe like this sounds really stupid. Where uh, bear with me, but like even if her name was like Bailey Pam, I think that that could work. Um, what about like Bailey? I'm trying to think of fun names with a B. What about just Pamela Bailey? Like, what if they kept the name Pamela and Bailey was last name or? She used to be Davina Rose on the indie scene. What about Bailey Rose? Uh, wouldn't work with Mandy Rose. But like the the idea that they did Mandy Rose instead of just Mandy, I like that because that feels more like a name. And Sonya Deville wasn't just Deville; it was Sonya Deville. She wanted to go with the whole Jersey Devil thing, so they they worked that in with Deville. Gave her the name Sonya. Right? That's pretty cool. Like you if know, she was just Deville. I'd be worried. That she's gonna skin a thousand, a hundred one donations. <laughs> Sonya Deville. So, <laughs> but the Jesse thing, I, to me, I think people are more forgettable if they just have one name like that. Especially if it's like, you know, you say Tori, and people go, "You mean Tori Wilson, right?" And it's like, "Yeah, but you don't mean Tori." Yeah, you don't mean nineteen ninety nine uh, making out with X Pac, Tori. Yeah, and like. Some people are not forgettable at all because they just, that ended up being like their whole thing. But like Victoria, you think of Victoria, but when she went over to TNA and she was just Tara, I was like, that's so bland. Tara. Just imagine like the guys doing that and just being Ali. Yeah. How, <laughs> who would possibly do that? Or like Andrade. I hate it so much. I hate that whole thing. So when they said that they were like changing the names and it's Jesse Camilla, I'm like, you know what? I like the name. I like the flow of it. Jesse Camilla. And I like that. She's not just Jesse. That's my second favorite out of this. Is that one? I like, I like Bugenhagen. <laughs> well, Eric Bugenhagen, he was for a little bit. Rick Boog. R I C B O O G. This time around, he is Rick with R I K. Boogs. B-U-G-E-Z. It makes total sense because they want to keep the word Boogs because kind of like the uh, what the Exotic Express, but it's going to be the Boogs Cruise. <laughs> and I think I like the full name of Eric Bugenhagen just because I thought it was really fun to say while well, this <laughs> weird dude. Say. Is fucking playing air guitar. It's like, oh, it's Eric Bugenhagen, man. That's How the- in the world is Eric Bugenhagen not one of the German dudes in NXT UK? <laughs> like, yeah. how is he not the replacement for Kenny Williams or something? You know what I mean? Like, that seems much more like the dude who's playing the air guitar to the ring than Eric Bugenhagen, who would totally be more like a Marcel Bartel type. Yeah, I guess that's another. They're going Rick Boogs because it's like it's more. Yeah, that sounds like a lame ass dude who's playing air guitar. I feel like Boogenhagen is like it should be shouted by some kind of like uh 
like Hogan's Heroes type thing. Bogenhagen. Yeah, just like Bogenhagen, like you know, whatever, and like, or that should be like a word that means I don't know, blimp or something. So the the fact that they went with Rick Boogs, it's like it's gonna take me a little bit of time to get used to it, but that does sound a little bit more like if you met a dude named Eric Bogenhagen in college. And he was that type of guy with a mustache that played air guitar everywhere. Yeah. You would you Rick would call Boogs. him Rick Boogs. He would be totally Rick Boogs. Just like, yo, what's up, Rick Boogs? He'd be all like, and then yeah. it would just over time they would just shorten itself to, yo, Boogs, it's oh. the Boogs Cruise. It one hundred percent shortens itself to yo booze, <laughs> Boogs, yo Boogs, because yeah. like, yeah. he, he is. Not gonna be Rick Boogs. He's gonna be Boogs. He's so gonna be Boogs. <laughs> gonna be great. Oh, there's a great. This random reminded me of it. Uh, the creation to destruction Triple H thing. There's a little part where he is saying backstage, he's like, "My daughter said my favorite part of the Hall of Fame was when you said boobs." <laughs> and great. <laughs> which is like, um, my favorite part of this podcast is when you said boobs. Uh, which daughter was that? That was the oldest. I think it was both of his daughters that he was saying. Ah, uh, oh, that's funny. So it's like you got like a more serious name and the Arturo name, where it's kind of like, all right, you know, that's kind of forceful. Cameron Grimes is like, well, we want to own the name and we're going to switch it up a little bit. Ridge Holland is sort of like, eh, we want to own the name and so on and so forth. Jesse Camilla, good way to change things up a little bit, but still keep her Jesse because at this point she's kind of built up a little bit of stock as the Jesse character. She's like new Bailey essentially. And then you got Rick Boogs. It's like, yeah. Fucking I, I wonder who's Fucking got the bong. <laughs> so I like it. I mean, out of all the news stories, we've got like uh, this whole ROH thing is kind of insane. The John Moxley stuff is a lot of like venting. It's a shame to hear about Mickey James, but we got some good stuff out there because it's like, yeah, we got Rick Boogs. We got Drunk Finn Balor being all happy about his relationship. You got the 2019 Sexiest Superstars Tournament going up for people that are interested in that side of things. And that'll be running throughout the summer. Some good network specials. You know. We got to vent, you know? Yeah. That's a successful night. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And you know what sucks? I got to fucking edit podcast stuff after that. (laughs) So I feel I'm feeling better right now. And 10 minutes uh, from now when I'm going to start editing this and everybody else is already done listening to it and you guys have no idea. It's one fifty seven in the morning and I'm going to be like, yeah, I get to do the next four hours worth of uh, work that I've got going on. Yeah. So that's where uh, that's where I'm gonna be going, and then when we get down to tomorrow, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't want to watch SmackDown. It's gonna be because I'm doing all this work. But at some point, I'm gonna eat cheesecake later, and that's gonna balance oh. it out a little bit. Yeah, it would. <laughs> so we did our plugs already, so I don't need to mention all that. But I will say, you know, you can mention uh, Wednesday we're doing the previews for Super Showdown. Friday at some point midday, we'll obviously be doing the preview for Super Showdown. At some point this weekend, you may hear a New Japan podcast from myself and Callum Wiggins. And when is Dominion? Dominion is Sunday. So Saturday going into Sunday. Yeah. It's a post show happening at some point at night on Friday. And 
then who knows what's happening after that. Actually, uh, even before that, we're going to have a little thing on Fanboys because I forgot that I'm seeing Dark Phoenix on Thursday night. So, <laughs> that one, I don't know how that one's going to work out. But Where do you uh, stand on X-Men movies, just in general? Some X-Men movies are so good. And the key word is some. Fair. <laughs> And if you want to know our thoughts about the X-Men ones, I think that we actually did a movie club on Fanboys about that, if I remember correctly. We might not have at some point, but I know that there's stuff for Days of Future Past, and that's one of the best ones. That one's really good. Uh, Yeah, so click around, Fanboys Anonymous. Click around, it's Mark Out Moment, head up to Patreon, do all that kind of stuff, and follow us on the Facebook and Twitter accounts and on the YouTube channel and on the podcast side of things that isn't on the YouTube, like, anchor and google play and spotify and itunes and stitcher leave us reviews leave us comments tell us what you think about stuff vent if you must and stay tuned for whatever else we got going your way yeah thank you for listening to this everybody and anything else you want to talk about real quick my favorite fruit is pineapple (laughs) i very much agree on that one so yeah, so insert mango joke, and that's it. <laughs> this has All been right. another smart out moment, and we're being counted out. Oh!